Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, June 27, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a lot of stuff, so let's go through it starting from the big picture and working backwards. So the big picture is the market is in a downtrend from a larger time frame perspective. They reached a 365 target. We all knew about that. We talked about that ad nauseum. And now they're bouncing in a relief rally formation. The main question going forward is, how high will the relief rally slash bounce take the market? Where are we in time? What are our expectations? What's the current setup? of the tape. So Friday, we had a nice, big, healthy up day. That was somewhat of a squeeze operation, squeezing out the real weak hands on the short side of the market. They have yet to reach the 20-period moving average. We know that's home base. Now, each and every day, that will creep down. So if the market just went sideways, they're going to run into home base. The 20-period moving average isn't an end-all, be-all. It's just a guideline it's worth mentioning. What about the weekly chart? Can we glean any information from the weekly chart? Well, there's a couple of things that jump off the page at me. And remember, we always like to focus on the obvious. What's jumping off the page? What's the first two or three things that you see when the chart populates the screen? When I look at the weekly chart, here's what I see. Obviously, the same 365, we're getting a bounce off of that. But what else I see is the weekly close last week. Now let's explain this one. The gap that was filled was at 389.80. The target last week on Friday for inside the number members was 390. They finished the day and the week at 390.08. As we know, there are no accidents or coincidences in the market, and therefore they had a choice. Do we close above the gap or below the gap? By closing above the gap, it's at least for now a bullish signal. What else do we have on the weekly chart? Well, let's just go with that for a moment. Let's say it's bullish. Let's say there's some more upside. Where would they be going? Well, first, now by closing above that gap, they start to get into, and they're back below it by close today, but they start to get into, if they can push a little higher, this big breakdown candle. Well, we know things are magnetic. What's inside of that candle or what's at the top end of that candle that looks interesting on the weekly chart? You have a 100-period moving average, but you also have a 20-period moving average sloping down. They will converge probably in two or three weeks, maybe sooner. Whenever they converge, if the market's going to get sucked up to that area, they're climbing a big breakdown candle, the moving averages are magnetic, markets like to do back tests of things that they broke down from earlier. That's in this case. The opposite works as well. When markets break out, they come down for a back test. Where do they back test? The most recent breakout area. That's the way markets work. We talk about this all the time. So when you look at this weekly chart, you can begin to understand that as long as they try and begin to push up higher, the magnetic stuff will draw the market up into an important spot 
albeit the convergence of those moving averages or somewhere up near the top portion of that breakdown candle. Now, this is a weekly chart. There's a lot of stuff in between that A, can be acting as resistance areas, can reject markets, all kinds of stuff. This is big picture stuff from the weekly chart. So we've got the big picture. The market, by and large, is in a downtrend. We're in a dead cat bounce, relief rally. It's a potential rip-your-face-off rally, which happens within bear market phases. All of the above. It doesn't matter what you want to call it. What matters is, can we read the tape? So here on the daily chart, it's a wide candle, but what we do know is the low of this candle, 381.37, that's going to be an important spot. They start getting below and closing intraday candles below and then daily candles below that low. And the whole concept of a big breakup candle, maybe some consolidation sideways, eating some time off the clock for a while, and then another push higher, well, all that gets taken off the table if they get below the low of this breakup candle. Doesn't matter how wide it is, what the numbers are, that's the concept that holds true way more often than not. Another concept that holds true way more often than not, most of the time when you see these big breakup candles, especially after the market put in somewhat of a low after being stretched, they don't generally get reversed right away. They're generally a signal that there's more upside coming. There was some participation in that candle on Friday. How do we know that? Because there was a little bit of a pickup in volume, not too much, not even more than the average daily volume, but there was certainly a pickup in volume from the recent trend of getting lighter and lighter volume. Nothing we can hang our hat on today. We're just talking around things. Now, what else do we have from a shorter picture perspective? Where are we in terms of time? We're coming into a period of time, and we talk about these all the time when they do come up. We're into one of those scenarios where it's a three-day holiday weekend coming up. We've got the 4th of July weekend, Independence Day in the U.S., and therefore, on Monday, the market is closed, and many times, not all the time, but many times into these three-day holiday weekends, the market tends to be more bullish than bearish. They float them up into the weekend. And oh, by the way, where are we also into an end of the month? So from a conceptual seasonality perspective, and this is seasonality with a twist, we're in a bullish phase when you talk about what happens later this week, mid to later this week, even into early next week. Not only is it the end of the month, but it's also the end of a quarter. Stuff can happen. Painting the tape. It's concept. Nothing we can prove. It's just added stuff in the bucket of things we have on the table right now. Looking out a little bit, let's just say the market does continue to bounce up a little bit. Where is it that the market can actually get to on the upside? Now, we're not saying a limitation on the upside. We're saying where could it get to a reasonable bounce, overhead resistance? Where are some of those important spots? One of them is where we talked about just a while ago, which is the markets like to come back to test a former breakout or breakdown area. Well, where on this chart is a big time breakdown area? 
Well, it's right here. And I'm not saying the market gets up there right away, but I'm saying that's a reasonable target. And remember, we've been saying you're eventually going to get a rip-your-face-off rally in this bear phase. It will be a shortable opportunity, but we look for the right price at the right time. Remember this trend line that we brought out when the market was going sideways, building energy for either another move higher or a collapse lower, which ultimately happened. Well, guess what? Let's say the market runs back to that former breakdown area. Let's say it takes a couple of weeks. Let's say it's out here in time. Well, guess what? Price will meet this line, which will be somewhere in the vicinity of where the market broke down if that scenario plays out. So guess what? Maybe it's 405. Maybe it's 407. Maybe it's 410. Somewhere in that camp is really what I have my eye on into the future, into the near term. A lot can change. Maybe it doesn't get there. But this is my thought process if we've got the bull case on our hand. And if that's going to show its face, it's likely going to be latter part of this week into early part of next week. Doesn't have to, but it can. So we're on the lookout. All right. We gave you a lot of stuff. Put it on a sticky note. Rewind the tape. Watch it again. Let's review inside the numbers. We're going to run through the commentary. We won't circle back to stocks on the move because this was one of the rare days there were no stocks on the move on the board. We had a floater market Monday morning. Nothing was really moving into an area or even close or in the vicinity of an area that we would have wanted to trade. So there were no stocks on the move on the board. We will take a look at the commentary. What I urge you to do after I point out a few important things is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work, double-check the numbers. Happy Monday. We're waking up a little green as the relief rally has some legs. Let's start with the bigger picture and work down from there. Friday, they closed above a gap, which opens another doorway. We talked about that before. doesn't have to open it right away, but in concept, it opens the doorway. The spot around the daily chart 20-period moving average is interesting. They didn't get there today, but they could have easily popped the market up there this morning. They just didn't. Comes in around, and this was earlier today, 394. Just below was another number. They didn't get there either, but that made a zone around that area that would have been interesting for the market to A, reach today, and B, likely would have been a shortable opportunity. First, they have to get through an important number, 391.85. Now, they did get kind of close to that, but they didn't get all the way there. Okay, fair enough. This is all at zero dark 30. This is the morning layout. It's the morning schematic, the pre-market workout routine. The flip side was rather simple. The gap left open from Friday was 390.08. Write that down on a sticky note. Running a test is one thing, which is normal garden variety behavior, but getting below and closing candles below is a different thing altogether, which will be handled in a real-time type of format if they do. So when I wrote this in the pre-market, they weren't anywhere near there, but then they did come down later. So let's scroll up and see what we have as the day starts to get underway. Still looking at somewhat of a bigger picture before the market opens. We're not going to get granular until either closer to the open or after the open. 
So we had a couple of numbers down south, and on a rather quiet day, they didn't even get to these numbers at any point in the day either. They came close at the end of the day to the 3D720, but they never really got there. So before the opening bell, they're pushing higher. I'm saying 391.85 would be a number I'm willing to take a scalp day trade for a short and a pullback. I want them to get up there sooner than later. Let's move along, see what else we have. So after an initial push higher right at the opening bell, after the opening bell, they did pull back. So that was the initial short trade that I was looking for. Here's a five-minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity. In the first five-minute candle, the high was 391.36, about 50 cents lower than I was looking for for a short. And as you can see, that was the short. They just didn't get to my number. They came right down. So that was the trade that never happened. Now, let's see what else we have. 388.50 is support, should be a bounce. Back to the chart, 388.50 is the horizontal line. They came into it, spiked it a little bit. It was support. They did bounce. That was as prescribed. Problem was, for me, they kept bouncing around. I kept lowering my suggested or wanted entry for me, but traders knew that 388.50 was certainly support. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. 388.50 is our pivot. By 9.55, and I know it says 8.55, that's a typo. By 9.55, it was pretty clear 388.50 was our pivot. The bulls are in charge while above it, and the bears are in charge while below it. And as you can see, 388.50 was the pivot. The low in this candle, 388.55, right around lunchtime. They hovered around it, a little above, a little below. Where did they close the day? Just a little bit above 388.50, which was our pivot. It pays to know your numbers. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. The market was basically a chop shop all day long, so there wasn't much to do. It was quiet. There was a lack of participation. It had a case of the Mondays. Mark my words, the market's going to pick up speed throughout the week. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We got a couple of things working. A, from an on-time perspective and a sign or signal of a trend change, the market could be due or the IWM could be due for somewhat of a pullback. Where would that pullback go? It could go sideways. It could pull back somewhat into this big breakup candle. The low in this candle is 170.90. Therefore, staying above that still keeps the bull case alive. Here's something else we have. We have relative strength. Talked about this a number of times in the recent past, last week and beyond. The IWM was up today over half a percent, while the rest of the tape the S&P, the Dow, they were flat to down. So that relative strength has me with a raised eyebrow. What's the market trying to tell us? Well, if money was running into the IWM on a relative basis, that means that money is running into a risk asset. Remember, the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator. Is the market-leading indicator indicating to us that it's going to lead the market higher? Well, we don't know for sure, but it's certainly worth a look. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. It's also on a sticky note. Just a side note for a moment, back to the big picture, not specifically with the IWM, just the market in general. Let's just say for a second, 
We're in the bear market. We're in the bear phase of a market. Now we're in a bull phase. Within the bear phase, we're in a rally phase, a bear market rally. Okay, fair enough. Now remember this. The market's job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. There's a lot of shorts out there. There's a lot of people that believe the market's going to collapse. And it ultimately will collapse again. But before it does that, what it really likes to do most of the time in these scenarios is run higher to give everybody the impression that the downside is over. The market put in a low, it's a generational low, quote unquote, that's been talked about on TV already again. 2009 was a generational low. This is a pullback. But the point I want to make is, up until the point when most everybody believes the lows are in, the market's going to make new highs, all that stuff is coming, that's at the point in which she's likely ready to turn down again. So bouncing up for a few weeks, even up to six, eight weeks, whatever it is, is not out of the ordinary. It's not out of the realm of possibility. In fact, it is normal garden variety behavior. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Notice something on this chart? They already ran into the 20-period moving average. So again, here on a relative basis, even this morning, they were just a little bit ahead of the markets, but contained by the 20-period moving average. Last week's or Friday's big-time breakup candle, same routine. It's not out of the ordinary for them to run sideways for a while and then make another push higher. Where did the market break down? In this case, we're talking about where did the transports break down? Right in this area. That's the last big-time breakdown area. Straight across, 14,500. 50-period moving average down here. All of a sudden, you start to see a zone develop. See a zone. You see a zone develop right here where I've put the X's. Breakdown candle high, breakdown area, 50-period moving average. Wants to get tested, will become magnetic if price starts to even get close or give a hint that it could get there. That's the way these things work. About the Q people. How about closing Friday above the 20-period moving average? Today, a little bit of a pullback. Not much to worry about. Half a percent after Friday's update is normal garden variety, and we'll call it, and this is a technical term, digestion. What's the corresponding thing that we talked about in the SPY? Well, it's right up here. This is that big-time breakdown area. It also coincides with what? Yeah, the 50-period moving average, a breakdown candle high, all that stuff. I don't know if they get there anytime soon, but if they do get there anytime soon, what I can tell you is they're not going to just waltz right through that area. A, they'll get sucked up to there, and B, they should have a garden variety type of pullback. And that's at minimum. What about the financials? We talked about 31 being support. They hung down around there for a few days, and then they had to rip your face off on Friday, and here we are, 32 and a quarter. It pays to know your numbers. Not much else to discuss. Everything else is the same. It's an all the same market scenario. If they're going to get another rally leg higher, everything gets a rally leg higher. The next spot here is that 20-period moving average. You have a gap right here. That gap is at 33.75. And then what do you have? The same thing we talked about. 50-period moving average, breakdown candle high, breakdown area, 
all up here. This is a 34.50 to 35 short opportunity if they were to get up there, for example, like within the next week or so. We don't know that that will happen, but I thought I would throw that in in case it does happen. Smash Mouth, probably the weaker of the markets that we've looked at. When you look at this one relative to where the other ones are, the bounce off of the lows and Friday's rally wasn't necessarily as robust on a relative basis. Where are they in relation to their 20-period moving average or home base? Pretty far away, another 10 bucks. So this is something we put on a sticky note. This is a puzzle piece. Remember, the SMH is the proxy for the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, which by itself is a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. So if this is struggling and other markets are rallying, this is kind of telling you, it's kind of giving you a hint, hey, the rally is just a dead cat bounce across the board. The bigger picture is there's trouble in paradise. So this goes as a puzzle piece. It's on a sticky note, all that stuff. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.